Okay, let's just open our time in prayers. Father our God, we just thank you. We thank you for each other, and we thank you most importantly for, for your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the remembrance and our, our time in the remembrance and uh, partaking of the loaf and the cup of wine. And now, Lord, we're going into the royal priesthood section of our service, and we thank you, Father our God, that we can open your word and read it. It will encourage us, strengthen us, and keep us in Jesus Christ's precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I mentioned uh, that I, I, I spoke on this when Craig Jones and I were in Jamaica last year. We were doing heroes, and uh, we've done heroes before, I think, five years prior. And uh, we kind of ran out of... <laughs> run out of heroes. Well, you can't r really run out of heroes from the Bible. So I chose Stephen. And to me, Stephen is just, just, just amazing. Just, you know, he has a lot of similarities. Nobody can compare to the Lord Jesus Christ, but a lot of the stuff that happened to Stephen happened to the Lord Jesus. And we got verses to prove that. Uh, so instead of rushing through this, uh, Acts chapter 6 and Acts chapter 7. I, I'm just going to do chapter 6 today because Stephen, Stephen is, is very special and uh, there's three topics on Stephen. Stephen the man, Stephen the message, and Stephen the martyr. Stephen the man, Stephen the message, and Stephen the martyr. So the message and the martyr is in chapter 7. It's funny. It's good for you to see because if you want to read ahead, you, you'll know. But chapter 6, the entire chapter 6 is speaking about Stephen the man. And that's going to really speak to us. Whether you're a man, woman, boy, or girl, it's going to speak to you, your heart as it did mine. But when you go to chapter 7, it starts out with one verse. It says, Then the high priest says, Are these things so? Because they arrested Stephen, and they brought him to the council. And they, the high priest says, Stephen, are these things so? That everybody's telling me that you're blaspheming against the Lord Jesus Christ, you're blaspheming against God, you're blaspheming against Moses. Are these things so? Well, Stephen spoke from 7 verse 2 all the way through to 50. And from 7 verse 2 all the way through to 7 verse 50. And all he was speaking about, he going to the Old Testament, New Testament, prophets, Everything, just like the Lord Jesus Christ spoke to those two men on the road to Emmaus, Jesus was explaining to them all about the prophets and the history of the children of Israel and uh, everything. Stephen was doing the same. So I'm not touching seven today. It was seven that Stephen was stoned to death and he looked up in heaven. And as Eunice reminded me, he was standing wasn't sitting, standing. He was standing at the right hand of the throne of the majesty, alive and well. 
It's a powerful story. So this morning, I'm just going to read six and focus on six. So let's start. I'm going to read from the New King James Version, Acts chapter 6. In the top of my Bible, it says, seven chosen to serve. From verses 1 through 7. Now in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplying, they arose a complaint about the Hebrews by the Hellenistic because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the multitudes of the disciples and says, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Verse 3 of chapter 6. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And they saying, please the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen. This is verse 5. And they saying, please, and the saying, please the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. And Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they lay hands on them. Verse 7, Then the word of God spread, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. We continue, verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power and great wonders and signs among the people, then they arose from they, then they arose some from what is called a synagogue of the free men, Cyrenians, Cyrenians, Alexandrians, and those of Sicilia and Asia disputing with Stephen. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and spirit by which he spoke. Then they secretly induced men to say, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him, seized him, and brought him to the council. They also set up false witnesses who said, This man does not seek to speak blasphemous words against the holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the custom which Moses delivered to us. And all who sat in the council, looking steadfastly at him, saw his face as the face of an angel. And it stopped there. So that's chapter 6, not touching 7. Because now, 7, he's in council, and they're going to say, 
Are you going to agree to what they're saying about you? Or are you going to disagree? And then he gave them a whole dissertation of the whole scripture, which is powerful. And I'll do that next week. But this portion here is, is very, very interesting because Stephen was a man of godly character. Um, Stephen is considered to be the first martyr of the Christian faith. He was stoned to death by order of Saul. And I'll give you those verses too next week. Saul was a part of Stephen being stoned. Because after they stoned Stephen to death, the ones that did the horrific deed by killing Stephen took their clothes off and they went over and laid at Saul's feet. says, you've given us a job to do and we're done. And to think that Paul turned around... The Lord Jesus Christ spoke to him on the road of Damascus, changed his heart from Saul to Paul, as Andre was sharing on Monday night at kids' class, changed his heart, changed his name to Paul, and uh, Paul became just a brilliant man. He saw Stephen. He ordered that they would, should stone Stephen. And look what, what happened. It affected him affected him for life changes heart so Stephen was a man of godly character Stephen had done well in this administrative job so he could have delegate the daily details to someone else freeing him up to preach the gospel Stephen carried out carried on both ministries at the same time so this is Stephen the man, verses 1 through 15. Now in those days when the number, verse, verse 1, number of the disciples were multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenistics because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. So widows were important. Then widows should be important. Now Eunice, Leona, all widows should be important. And what was happening is the apostles were so busy. If you notice, it says the number of the disciples were multiplying. Disciples were multiplying. They were just spreading like wildfire. And those that were preaching the word and teaching and praying couldn't get to do the work of the table. Let's call it deacon work. They needed people to help. They needed helpers. When we need help, who do we go to? God, right? Or each other. We say, I need help. I really can't do this. I need help. So what was happening here is the disciples were multiplying. People were coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And, and, and people, uh, there was a complaint that says people were ignoring the widows. We need people to get to the widows, visit the widows, take food to the widows, and do some of the work that the apostles did didn't have the time to do. So uh, they were people that were watching what was happening and they were complaining. So then the 12, so then the 12 disciples, apostles, summoned the multitudes of the disciples and says, it is desirable that we should, that we should, it is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. So what they're saying is, table work is not bad. 
I mean, I still do some of the work that's called deacon work, even though your overseer, Don does, Francis is a deacon, so he does deacon work, and he probably does some overseer work too. So we all cr we're all cross-trained on doing different things, but what was happening, you cannot neglect preaching the word. If you neglect this, you're done as a church. You can't neglect preaching and teaching the word and prayer. So they say, listen, we don't want to ignore the widows, so we need seven men. Seven men. So the twelve summoned the multitudes of the disciples and says, it's desirable that we should not leave the word of God and serve tables. Verse 3. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation. So the first criteria is good reputation. I tell you, I, I had a friend who retired. His name is Tony Henderson. You guys know we prayed for Tony and Ruby, his girlfriend, who is still kind of sick. We should probably still remember her in prayers. But one thing him and I always talk about is integrity. Integrity in the workplace. Integrity in your church. Integrity at home. Integrity in your family. Integrity. Integrity. Good reputation. So somebody cannot come back and say, Don, I don't like that what you do. Or Andre, I don't like that. Or Dalton, you know, you call yourself a Christian and you do this. Reputation. You can't buy it cannot buy it good reputation or integrity so they say we want you to seek out seven men the first criteria is good reputation number two full of the holy spirit what does that mean full of the holy spirit be totally controlled by the holy spirit uh, i went to baltimore for my cousin's uh, funeral and uh, luckily at this time I was able to just sit and, and just watch it because there was other people that could do and participate, which was good sometimes to just sit and watch it. Um, and uh, it's called Ebenezer something church. But they get to a point where they are just, they're, they're just, just, they're just dancing and carrying on. And you know, this is a funeral. And, and I'm, I'm looking over at this lady over here to the right, and she's just doing her thing. And, and, I, and I tell you, there's a perception that says, if you're doing that like you're full of the Holy Spirit. No, the Holy Spirit, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're under the total control of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is wrong with singing and saying, Hallelujah, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. And some of that I did enjoy. Nothing is wrong with that. But, but there's a misconception of being, full of the whole, being filled with the Holy Spirit that you speak in tongues and you dance and you carry on and you roll on the ground and you do all kind of stuff. No, filled with the Holy Spirit is mean you're totally controlled by the Holy Spirit. As you speak, as I'm seeing here this morning, I should have prepared myself, which I did, and I should be speaking by the Holy Spirit controlling me, Dalton. Shouldn't be my words. It should be spirit-led words. And sometimes as we speak, you know, we throw in our own little tiny opinion. It doesn't count. It just drops to the ground. 
only what is inspired by God is going to really last. Our opinion really does not count. We have to just stick to this word right here. So criteria one, good reputation. Criteria two, be controlled by the Holy Spirit. And then wisdom. How many times we talk about wisdom? Wise. You've got to be wise. Wise counsel. Wise counsel. Um, and you learn that over time. You know, when Tim and Erica was buying their second car, Tim called me up, Dad, uh, we're looking at this car, this car, this car. We're looking at this Subaru. We're looking at this. Give me the age. Give me the miles. He couldn't figure that out for himself. Erica can't figure out certain, certain things for himself. Uh, DJ will call up mom, and then mom says, I don't know, talk to your dad. And we learn things over time, experience. It doesn't come overnight. But our kids are still our kids, and they ask us questions. So, so wisdom, you can't just go, just go buy a car or buy a house uh, without checking things out. So when they were buying their house, um, Erica's dad was there and I was there and we we're just looking every little area of where the house is. So wisdom in this word, wisdom in leadership in the church, they wanted somebody with spiritual wisdom. Physical wisdom is good, but spiritual wisdom is better. So those are the criterias. Good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. It's a business. It's a work. It's not a joke. It's like if we don't show up to work two or three days, we don't call the, the boss or the managers, uh, or for a week, what do you think they'll do? Fire you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> you don't show up here three Sundays. Anybody going to fire you? God won't fire you. I won't fire you. Don won't fire you. Francis won't fire you. But, but we have to take our, 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 our fellowship and our get, getting together as serious as we take our own jobs. So then it says, whom we will appoint over this business. Verse 4 of chapter 6. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the work. Powerful. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So, so they're going to seek these men. They're going to pray for these men. But so that the other apostles can give themselves to preach in the word and to prayer. Specific business. It's, there's administration business here. You know, Don and uh, Francis set up that projector. There's the administrative work. There's the work outside the yard. There's work down in the kitchen. Jerry and Don, they get together and do stuff. And we change out that uh, thing the other day, right, Don? The, the furnace. How's it working? Is it the hot water? Oh, it's not the furnace. See how much I know. It's the, it's the hot water. <laughs> Anyhow, so, so everybody has to chime in and do things. And work goes on here at this church in the background that 
people don't even take praise for. And bless your heart, ladies, and everybody else that do stuff and don't, don't feel that they need to advertise it. Just thank you for, for all you do. Everybody's got their part in the church and their role. But four is critical. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Then it goes on. Verse 5. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen. Now I want you to watch this verse real carefully. It picked out Stephen different from all the other six. It says, and, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, comma, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch. So Stephen was even special out of the seven. He was way up there, full of faith. Full of faith. They needed those men. Full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. And that's what they, I'm sure they went to prayer to choose these men. So that the other apostles can continue with the preaching the word of God. And with the prayers as well. So. So the, the, the disciples are increasing in numbers. They need help so that some of these seven men can go and help the widows and oversee the widows. Uh, they didn't want to neglect the widows at all. So they have to cater for that. The requirements for the seven men was good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit, full of wisdom. Prayer and the ministry of the word defines the highest priority for church leaders. Prayer and ministering the word or preaching the word. Top, top priorities. Then we look at verse 6. Whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. Now, I've studied this thing about laying hands many times. So when they laid hands on the seven. Did you think anything leave the apostles' hand and go into their hands? No. They laid hands on them as a matter of confirmation. So when somebody's added to our church and we give them the right hand of fellowship, we're confirming them. Or, or somebody is recognized as a deacon and we recognize them as a deacon or overseer in the oversight circle. We give them a confirmation. Welcome, brother, to the circle. Or welcome, sister, to our church. It's a, it's a confirmation. They laid hands on them. Just like the Old Testament, the priest would lay hands on the what? The goat and send it out, right? That's the same thing. It's a confirmation. Laying hands is just a confirmation. There's nothing passing through their hands and going to the other person. Uh, so then it goes on, verse 7. Then the word of God spread. And the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem. And great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. So some of the priests, some of the high priests from the council there were obedient too. A lot, a lot of them got saved. So 
The word of God was spreading. It was spreading when the verse, when the chapter started in verse 1, and now it's spreading again in verse 7. Why? Because they, they took themselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. They're taking care of the widows. They're doing everything right. And, and they were multiplying and it was spreading, literally spreading like wildfire. So then we go on to verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Now, I wrote a note down here. He did great things. And there's only a sections of scripture where this is written. Um, in John 4 and 48. Let's just look at it real quick. John 4. John chapter 4 and verse 48. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. The Jews had to see things. So, the phrase sign and wonders, or wonders and signs, is only mentioned a couple times in scriptures. And they're saying right here is Luke is the writer. The physician Luke is the writer of the book of Acts. And he says, and Stephen full of faith, one, power, two. And it says he did great wonders. He was, he was amazing, man. He says he did great wonders and signs among the people. Only a few apostles and disciples does this. Peter did it. Uh, Paul and others, but Stephen started it. He did great wonders and signs among the people. So they knew who Stephen was. They knew him inside out. So, full of grace and power, perform great wonders. Amazing. Amazing. As you look at this, you just think about the right choice that they made with Stephen and all the other six. Perfect choice. It goes on to verse 9. Then they arose some from what is called the synagogue of freedmen. Cyrenians, Cyrenians, Alexandrians, and those from Sicilia and Asia disputing with Stephen. Anytime something is going right and perfect, Guess who shows up? Yeah. Love to mix it up. Mix it up with family. And I was telling you guys on Wednesday, I was trying to meet with Allison and, and Fitzroy, who was having trouble. They were thinking about getting divorced and stuff, but things seem to be going okay now. But their, their marriage was going so great, and then trouble. So... So even when we're serving the Lord and we're doing all the right things, he always sticks his nose in it. So we have to be really conscious 
ever conscious at every time as we move forward as born-again believers, as saints in the church here. So all Stephen was doing was good. Then there arose some from which is called the synagogue, and they were disputing with Stephen. So they were arguing with him. They were disagreeing with him. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Who are you? And, and started to uh, mix it up for Stephen. Then verse 10, And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. Amen? They couldn't stop him. Amen? They could not stop him. I was sharing with Andre the other day. We were just talking about salvation. And I told him, I says, if God called one individual, if God calls an individual, chose an individual, he can't resist that call. He can't. Else God would not be God. Your dad taught me that. Bill Woods, when I was in my early 20s, when I just came here. Can't resist the power of God. Well, guess what? Stephen is no Jesus Christ. Stephen is no God. But he was a man full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we feel, oh man, um, I don't feel like I need to go talk to that person. Because if I go talk to that person, I may lose their friendship. Or, or uh, my boss may see me talking to them and I may lose my job. Stephen... Stephen just went about his business. He just went about his business. And I tell you, it says, um, they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. Wouldn't you like to be like Stephen? Huh? Amen? I would. I love Stephen and I love Paul. But I love Jesus Christ more. Amen? Amen? Verse 11. Then they secretly induced men to say, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. Just like they did trump up charges with the Lord Jesus Christ. They're doing it to Stephen. They're trying to, re they're trying to make Stephen look bad. Uh, it's, like, it's like Satan says uh, to God. Can I have Job for a little while? I want to test him. Since you say he's so perfect and he's so good, can I have him for a little while? And says God said, yeah, but you can't kill him. Something to that. I can't remember the phrase. But So Satan is going to gnaw at us. When things are going well, he's going to try to get at us in various ways. Various ways. That's all I can say. So we have to be ready. We have to be ready for the battle at, any, at every time. Because it is a battle. Then they secretly induced men, verse 11, to say, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses. Verse 12. And they stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes. And they came upon him and they seized him and brought him to the council. Verse 13. They also set up false witnesses who said, This man does not seek to speak blasphemous words against the holy place and the law. For we have heard him say, This Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place 
and change the custom which Moses delivered to us. When he says, when he says um, he's going to destroy this place, it was not the Jewish temple. It was not the synagogue. He was talking about destroying his body and being raised three days after. But they, they, they used it anyway. And then verse 15, the last verse. And all who sat in the council. This is really, really critical. And all who sat in the council. This is all the big wigs, if you want to use the term. The elders, the scribes, the Pharisees, the high priests. All the people that really didn't like Stephen. Listen, listen to this. And all who sat in the council, looking steadfastly at him, saw his face as the face of an angel. Calm. Everything that was happening to him, they seized him. They're ready to kill him. And you'll see that in chapter 7. He was just calm. He knew where he was going. He knew who is his Savior. He was full of faith. Full of the Holy Spirit. Full of wisdom. He preached signs. He, showed, he, he did signs and wonders to all the people. Face like an angel. I wish I could just walk around on my face and just relax. All the time. The time Roman would say, hey, you're, you're stressing. And I have to relax my face, you know. Face like an angel. The truth was written on his face, even on the adversity. He was cool and calm under pressure. It's, it's how we react to what is thrown at us that tells us of our reputation and our integrity. Things will come at us, but how are we going to react? Right? How are we going to react? Um, and Stephen reacted just amazingly. Uh, Exodus 34, verses 29, and 29 through 35. We're finishing up here. Somebody else had his face shone just like Stephen, just like an angel. I'm sure you can guess. Exodus 34. Verses 29 through 35. Now it was so, Exodus 34, verse 29. Now it was so when Moses came down from Mount Sinai and the two tablets of testimony were in Moses' hands, when he came down from the mountain, the mo that Moses did not know that his skin, that the skin on his face shone while he talked with him. So when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near to him. Then Moses called to them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned to him, and Moses talked with him. Afterwards, all the children of Israel came near, and he gave them a commandment, all that the Lord has spoken with him on Mount Sinai. And when Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. And whenever Moses went in, 
before the Lord to speak to him, he would take the veil off until he came out. And he would come out and speak to the children of Israel whatever he has commanded. And whatever the children of Israel saw, and whenever children of Israel saw the face of Moses, the skin of Moses' face shone, then Moses will put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with him. What does that say? It says that you've been in the presence of God. Moses have been in the presence of God. Stephen have been in the presence of God. And the Lord Jesus Christ. So his face shines and people see it. Don, you always mention somebody that came out of prayer. I can't remember if it was Alan Toms or Willie Stewart. Guy Jarvie comes out of prayer and his face just looks different. If you and me are in the presence of God, our face is going to glow. Amen? Amen. Uh, the Bible says it. And I believe it. So, I think, yeah, I think I'm done. Uh, as, as Art usually says, if you're finished, you're finished. A little recap, Acts 6 and 1. The disciples were increasing in numbers. They need help to help the widows and other uh, administrative work in the church. So they chose seven men. And the requirements for the seven men was good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit, full of wisdom. So we need men, young men in our church that are growing up. I'm not going to be around forever. Don won't be around forever. Jerry won't be around forever. So it's going to be the younger ones. Corey, Gideon, Andre, and he calls himself young. <laughs> Francis says he's young too, right? <laughs> so we need men with good reputation, integrity, full of the Holy Spirit, full of wisdom. And the prayer and the ministry of the word is the highest priority in any church. Powerful. Stephen was a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit and of wisdom. He did miracles. So next week, so next week we'll see the rest of the story. It's really powerful. Be here next Sunday. Don't miss it. It's really intriguing. I, 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 I can't wait. So let's close in prayers. Father God, we thank you for the life. Of Stephen we we thank you Lord that he was full of faith and this is not the faith the body of doctrine it was faith that Stephen had concerning you O oh God and concerning your son and concerning the Holy Spirit is internal faith that you have given to him he was full of it he never skip a beat we remember one of the greatest men that ever lived. John says one of the greatest men that was born of woman was John the Baptist. Jesus said that. But, but John the Baptist doubted at one time, which we all do. 
And he sent two of his disciples to Jesus and he says, he says, Jesus, are you the Christ? Are you the one or should I look for another? This was John the Baptist that preached a baptism of repentance in the wilderness for years prior to Christ's coming. But he doubted. And Jesus Christ sent the two disciples back to John and says, tell John of all the things that I've been doing. That's it. It's verification. We go to the Bible to verify. Every time we have a doubt, we go right back to scriptures and verify the things that Jesus Christ have said himself. Father and our God, help us to have, to be controlled, to have full faith. Help us to have wisdom. Help us, Father and our God, to, to have uh, a good reputation amongst our brothers and sisters, amongst our neighbors, good reputation amongst our co-workers, good reputation in our family, uh, that our kids will see what we do and respect it. Good reputation wherever we go, integrity. Cannot buy that with money. Lord, we just pray. Uh, we thank you for the life of Stephen. Uh, we'll, we'll continue, O oh God, uh, next week, God's willing, on chapter 7. Give us all a great day and a great week ahead. In Jesus Christ's precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.